This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Our Anzac Day commemorations are going to look a little bit different this year. Usually when we commemorate Anzac Day, the focus is on the soldiers and other military who have fought in various wars. Today I want to honour those brave nurses who cared for our wounded soldiers in wartime. Alice Ross King was a nurse who sailed off to war in 1914 and went on to become the most decorated woman in Australia. Kate Simpson is Alice Ross King's great granddaughter. She's also an author and podcaster. She has just released a book about her great mother. It's called Anzac Girl, The War Diaries of Alice Ross King. Welcome, Kate. Congratulations on the book. Oh, thank you so much. It's so nice to have it out in the world. Oh, it looks beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Did you um, always grow up hearing about your great-grandmother, about Alice, you know, from your mum, or was it a story that you discovered later in life? Look, it was a family story that I heard, um, and, and I don't remember a time when I didn't know about it as a kid, but I don't think I really understood what it meant and what what the implications of it were, because I was told when I was a kid that I had essentially a war hero um, in the family and that she had stayed in a hospital uh, with patients while the, ho- while the hospital was being bombed and that this was what had been really significant about her life. But I'd always imagined a hospital like I knew a hospital, like a, a several-storey building with lino on the floor. And it didn't really, I didn't really understand until um, a miniseries came out on the ABC featuring my great-grandmother in, I think, gosh, around the, the centenary of Gallipoli. Mm. And that was when you see the images and you realise, and like I was an adult by this stage and I should have known better, but I, I just hadn't got that childhood impression out of my mind. And suddenly you see these tents and the mud and that a bomb falling, you know, is a pretty big deal and artillery shells and all of that. So even though I did grow up knowing about it, I didn't really understand it until I was an adult. And, and why did you want to share Alice's story? I mean, it's such an amazing tale and I'm really very grateful to Peter Reese, who originally had the idea to start telling the stories of some of these beautiful women a number of years ago. Um, But I wanted to tell it for children because, you know, a lot of the stuff that had come out had been for adults and seeing these stories, you know, there's been a lot more stories told of women in history lately and kids are really interested, you know, having seen my own kids and how much they enjoy like podcasts like the Rebel Girls podcast and the Fierce Girls podcast and all of that sort of stuff, I thought, wow, this actually is something that kids would want to know about. Mm. Taking us back to the beginning of Alice's war journey, do we know why she was so keen to sign up for the war? Her diaries don't start until sort of she's already arrived, but um, she was passionate about nursing. We do know that. And Throughout the entire diary entries that I read, you know, that sense of, and I think it was a lot at that time, that sense of the importance of what they were doing, the the patriotism, I suppose, and that um, they really felt like this was a war that was going to change things and that they really wanted to sort of do their part and support the boys and, and those types of things, which I think was a really common sentiment at that time. And so what did Alice find when she arrived in Cairo in 1914? Well, initially she had quite a nice time of it, actually. You know, like she was one of the first ships out. So initially being in Cairo, they weren't that close to the action. There wasn't a great deal going on in the early days and not having been out of Melbourne before, 
this was such an exciting time to kind of, you know, she talks about looking around the markets. Um, the soldiers' camps were not that far away, which was, a, you know, not negligible benefit, can I say. They all seemed to really enjoy the socialising and that sort of thing that went on. Um, but it was actually in, well, around the time of the Gallipoli landing, a few days after, because it took a, a few days for the patients to arrive in Cairo, coming from Gallipoli, that it really hit home. And, you know, the, the real turn in the tone of everything at that point, you know, they had hundreds of people coming in. They didn't have beds for them. They'd had to turn an ice skating rink um, at the local amusement park into this kind of makeshift um hospital and they were just completely overwhelmed and and that's that first real moment of shock in in her diary mm, wow um so it sounds like they really had their work cut out for them you know very early on and yet there were also as you said moments of joy when she was in Cairo Alice actually fell in love with a soldier by the name of Harry Moffat so can you tell us a little bit about that romance yeah, so Alice actually met Harry on a hospital ship. So she was um, briefly assigned to escort uh, well, some wounded soldiers back to Australia. So she took a hospital ship back to Australia and then they picked up fresh recruits to bring back. And she met Harry on the ship and they very quickly fell in love. And it was um, interesting because she described a few others less serious romances that she'd had in, you know, in her first stint in Cairo. So there's a completely different tone then when she meets Harry. Um, he then goes off to Gallipoli, uh, comes back again, um, and then unfortunately they get separated because she is sent to France and he is too, but but to a different area. So um, there's, a, there's a section in the diaries that I'll read you if you like. Mm. So she says, Harry and I tried to meet before the first Australian General Hospital moved to France. We sat on the balcony at Shepherd's Hotel and talked of our future. There was a wonderful sunset, a beautiful apricot glow. Harry said, when we are married, I'll give you a dress that colour. He caught the 8pm train to the canal and I have not seen him since. And in fact, Alice never does see Harry after that day. That was the last time she saw him and he was killed in France in um, the Battle of Fromel. Oh, it's so sad. Goodness. Yes, it really is just, I mean, it's an interesting feeling as her great-granddaughter because, in fact, she went on and married another man who is my great-grandfather. So I have slightly conflicting emotions with this whole thing. I mean, it's such a beautiful love story and so tragic um, that it was cut short. And it's strange to me to read it with another man in in the picture, um, which doesn't at all detract from the romance she had with my great-grandfather, but it's a very intimate insight that you often don't get into your family's lives, I suppose. And yet you would not exist if she had gone that's on right. to marry him. So that's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a strange it's, reality it, of it. It is a strange thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm speaking with author and podcaster Kate Simpson. Her book is Anzac Girl, The War Diaries of Alice Ross King. So when you read um, Alice's diary, what impression did you get of, of how she was impacted by the suffering that she witnessed in the First World War? Oh, she was definitely um, deeply impacted by it. I think because, she, you know, as we talked about, she started out with this real belief in everything that was happening. You know, there was a real sense of patriotism. But later on in the war, it really shook her and it actually really shook her faith. Um, she um, was deeply Christian. Partway through the war, she converted 
Catholicism from Protestantism or perhaps it was the other way around but her faith was a really big part of her and towards the back end of the war you can see from her diaries how deeply shaken she was by that. Mm. Um, The Germans on their belt buckles have, uh, it's in German I think it's Gott mit uns which means um, God is with us and seeing them come in with that when her padre, the you know, the, the chaplain, was telling her that, you know, God was on their side and the right was going to prevail, she just found that so difficult to deal with and to try to come to terms with um, in the later years of the war. Yeah, absolutely. Alice was also, you know, highly decorated and became Australia's most highly decorated woman. What did she earn her medals for, Kate? Uh, She was awarded a variety of medals. Probably the most significant was the military medal, which she was awarded for courage under fire during um, a bombardment at the casualty clearing station where she was. So it was right near the front line where the uh, wounded are first brought in. Um, And, yeah, there was a bombing which... In theory, you're not supposed to bomb hospitals and there was some discussion that it might have been targeted at a nearby um, air balloon that that they were targeting. But in any case, the bombs came right on them and also there was a lot of artillery fire because of the the soldiers at the hospital were returning fire. So it was essentially raining shrapnel and there were bombs falling and all they had was tents and she was sort of just running around almost by herself um, because, you know, I suppose a lot of people were wounded and and people didn't know what was going on and just taking care of her patients. So that's probably the most significant uh, medal that she received. But she also received a number of other service medals um, and she became a major in world, during World War II where she served on the home front. And after the Second World War, she was awarded the Florence Nightingale Medal by the International Red Cross as well. Wow, you must be really proud of her. That's amazing. It is amazing. It's such a beautiful story for our family. And the lovely thing is she does continue to get recognition today. Like in Victoria, um, the government was recently doing, I'm not sure what it was, a roads project or a tunnel project, and they named one of the boring machines after her because she was a groundbreaking woman. We will sort of pun there. <laughs> and um, and that, that sort of thing is just really lovely. It really does mean a lot to our whole family that, you know, there's still that acknowledgement of what she did. Yeah, absolutely. How would you sum up her contribution then to the First World War? I think she was part of something, you know. I mean, what she did personally was amazing, but there were also so many women who were doing these amazing things. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.